I'd like to welcome all listeners to Practicum Digital's expert interview podcast. I'm Anushree, dialing in from India. Hello, I'm Twain. So in this podcast series, we explore careers in data science, automation, visualization, machine learning, and AI. In today's podcast episode, we will talk with a data scientist based in Pakistan, as fellow aspiring data science and analytics professionals, I hope that all listeners will learn something valuable from the insights and be inspired. We are delighted to have with us Ans Kuram to share his insights. Ans is an insights professional currently working as an expert, consumer insights in the telecom industry of Pakistan. His work focuses on motivators to digital adoption, and he is passionate about de deriving human behavior from statistics to build data-driven policies and strategies. Hans is also an advocate for data fluency and inclusive technology. He writes on these topics for leading newspapers and magazines and has given a TED talk on this subject. He conducts training for startups, young professionals, and students via platforms such as Google, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, and the World Economic Forum's Global Shapers. And as one of the 30 under 30 rising stars of the analytics by the business of data. Hans graduated from the Gulam Isha Khan Institute of Engineering Sciences and Technology, Topi Swapi in Pakistan with a Bachelor of Science in Mechanical Engineering. Thank you so much, guys, uh, for the wonderful introduction. Hans, okay. welcome to the interview. Would you like to add anything to this introduction? And can you hear us loud and clear? Yes, uh, I can. And just wanted to reiterate, thank you for the wonderful introdu introduction once again. Thank you very much. Um, and you work in the in the data space as an analyst. Um, uh, the first question is, how does one use data to improve the products offered to customers in the telecom space? So that's a pretty vast question. Um, what I'll try to do is uh, sort of make it specific. Uh, and it also uh, it depends a lot on which market uh, you're operating in. Um, so most of the times uh, the data used uh, by a telecom entity is essentially aimed at uh, improving engagement of uh, the subscribers, which ultimately turns into more revenue. Uh, what they try to do is they split the telecom subscriber base into uh, and define it by the number of days that they've been active uh, or at least done one activity, uh, say in the past 90 days. So the idea is to make the person uh, become more and more uh, engaged. And so what we would like to do is you would like to move a, a subscriber who has done one activity in the past 90 days, you would like to move into the bracket of one activity in the past 60 days, one activity in, activity in the past 30 days, one activity in the past uh, one week, and then ultimately as a daily active subscriber. That's the, that's the essence of uh, analytics that's usually done in telecom. It is to improve engagement. Based on that, they design specific offers. Um, if they see that a subscriber has been dormant on the network for a while, they might uh, you know, send him a freebie and say, hey, we haven't seen you using our network for a while. Uh, here are a few minutes or some data for you. Uh, we would love to see you back. Uh, if if they, uh, they, also, you know, uh, they also send out campaigns uh, for people 
who have been dormant for more than 180 days, if they say if you reactivate your SIM, uh, you would get so and so amount of cash back, or you would uh, you know get a couple of once again uh, some minutes or um, some minutes or some uh, data volume uh, free for you to use. So that's the core objective. Apart from that, uh, what they also do is they also try and tailor uh, offers uh, to the to the usage patterns of a particular consumer. Um, at Jazz, uh, they use machine learning models to identify, uh, you know, the the time period uh, the customer is in their cycle and pitch them the right offer at that moment. Uh, maybe they notice that someone who's been subscribing to you on a monthly offer, he's running low on the balance, so they automatically, you know, a notification would pop up asking you to resubscribe, or maybe they realize based on your previous patterns that you tend to run out of data by 20 days, although the package validity is for 30 days. What they will do is then that they might they might pitch you a few extra MBs or GBs uh, that would uh, that would allow you to use uh, continue using that would allow you to, that would allow that would allow you to continue using um, the data on that particular network for a while. Um, so that's how that's how they use data. Uh, essentially, once again, the idea is to improve engagement of of the consumer. Oh, that's that's such a brilliant answer. Um, so we'll take a question from my colleague Manishri. Thank you, Tuin. Uh, my question to you is: How does the complete analysis process work in this, inside a company? Do data engineers, analysts, and software developers sit together as a team and then interact with the client or stakeholder, or do they work directly with the respective team of project managers? So that's that's a very interesting question. Uh, it works both ways. It depends on um, the 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 organization structure. It also depends on the team. So what I've noticed is that uh, entities like uh, Facebook, Google, uh, they tend to have what you what you mentioned in the latter that they have uh, a separate team of analysts and managers within for a certain domain or a certain product. Uh, but for uh, for corporations within Pakistan, usually what I notice is that they have a separate department of analytics and insights, and they provide their support whenever that is required. Um, so usually, in my experience, what we've noticed is that the the first thing that happens is a business question comes up. Uh, a business question comes up from other stakeholders, uh, and then depending on the scope and the nature, uh, the analytics team sort of basically. Uh, assigns expertise in certain areas. So if you require market research, someone who is uh, proficient in that domain would help you. If you require someone who uh, you know needs to uh, build uh, a variable from the data source, a data engineer would be assigned uh, to you. Uh, similarly, if you require a model, a data scientist would be assigned to you. And sometimes all of these expertise are also assigned to a question that is pretty massive. For instance, uh, they might have uh, you know what's called a scrum uh, for to reduce churn of a particular uh, brand, uh, or they might have a scrum, you know, to improve the number of subscribers uh, for, uh, say, number of subscribers that use 4G within within the base. So it, it really depends on the organization structure. It works both ways. There is no right or wrong answer. It honestly depends. As long as as long as the business questions questions are being answered in a streamlined and efficient way, uh, either structure can work. Thank you once. That was very well summed up. Uh, over to you, Tony. Thank you, Manishri. Um, so, and um, I, I mean, one can imagine that um, working for a big telco like yours, you generate um, a whole lot of data. 
So as, as a data analyst, how does one kind of like thin down the numerous number, number of options in terms of um, data points one is able to work with in, um, in building an analysis? So I think that's, that's a very essential uh, skill to have. Uh, you have to understand the limitations of each data source you're working on. And you also have to realize, uh, you know, that uh, data sources, uh, there are multiple sources of data. And uh, what I like to say is that the larger picture consists of multiple sources of truth, which is basically that the, the question that you answer, a business question is answered not just from one data source. It, it, it requires you to draw from multiple data sources. Let me give you one example. Uh, you, for instance, you see that uh, the revenue is dropping or the number of active subscribers on a network is, is dropping. Uh, that will be indicated to you by your data warehouse, your internal numbers. Uh, you, you can also see that maybe, hey, is it, is it the number, is it the voice bit that's dropping? That's uh, uh, what I mean by that is, uh, is it the calls that are dropping? Is it SMS that's dropping? Or is it the data users that's dropping? But it won't tell you why it's dropping. It will simply point towards certain fingers, right? Uh, you also need feedback from the customers. Maybe your, your network is facing outages in certain areas, which is leading to the decrease. Uh, you also need to, you know, check up with, you know, on social media, you see what are the sentiments of the people online? Are they complaining about something that's going wrong? Maybe, you know, um, you're, you're charging them in a recursive manner or in a manner that they feel that they're being, uh, you know, ripped off or that they feel that, uh, you know, hidden charges are, uh, are in the product. So you have to look at multiple sources of data to come up to, to answer a business question as a whole. Uh, one of the biggest, uh, I think, uh, one of the biggest uh, roadblocks that analysts face is uh, that they are either not aware or expert, experts in a certain uh, market, or they do not go out into the market. Uh, we also tend, in, in Pakistan at least, uh, there's, there's a misconception of you know, we, you might live in a bubble of your friends, of your circle, and you might not realize what the actual market is like. I strongly recommend uh, product owners, analysts, scientists, everyone to sit in focus groups to understand what the people are actually saying or what the people actually perceive. Because the reality is uh, uh, you being in a telecom bubble, your understanding of certain concepts and terminologies are very different. Um, for instance, in Pakistan, uh, there are still a number of people, uh, in fact, uh, you know, almost 1% of uh, people who use internet, they don't refer to internet as the internet. Uh, they will say that, yes, they use Facebook, but they won't say that they use the internet because they simply aren't aware of that term. So yes, these things happen. Uh, these things are out there. And the best way to tackle it is to go out there yourself and to always, always uh, rely on multiple sources of data because each data source has their own blind spot. Wow, that's, that's, that's just brilliant. Um, thanks for the concise answer, um, Ants. Um, Manishree? So my question is, uh, does a data analyst need to be better at statistics or the programming skills? Uh, essentially, what I'm asking is that of fundamental understanding of an of how an algorithm works is it enough the reason why i'm asking this is uh, in my first question i asked like if there are data engineers and software developers uh, enrolled to the each project so there are and but there are also companies that want these skills programming skills in data scientists and data analysts so which is why i want to know coming from a statistical background i want to know which is which is something that companies or um, employers want more? 
So, uh, Manushri, uh, it, it depends on what role you are you want to take up. So, so in my humble opinion, I think I think the statistics bit takes a uh, lot more priority. I am an analyst. Uh, if you don't understand the numbers uh, or what what uh, a KPI or a metric is saying, uh, the, the interpretation that you do from any analysis or any model would be incorrect and regardless, right? Uh, I think it's 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 critical that you and you have a, have a basic understanding of the statistics and especially what exactly a metric is measuring because ultimately you use these variables as inputs into a, a model, right? Uh, I'm not a data scientist. I haven't ever made a model, but I do have a basic understanding of how algorithms tend to work. Uh, I think it's always it's always uh, a very nice uh, skill uh, skill to have that you know the limitations of what data engineers face. Maybe the data request that you want cannot be you know extracted in the way that you want it, so you have to work with you work around that. It's good to know how data is stored. It's also good to know how models work. But uh, if you are an analyst, the core thing is you know how to apply numbers to real life problems. And for that, I think statistics is important. I, I'll give you a quick example. I think I find it very surprising that oftentimes uh, for, for any, for any uh, variable that's related to usage, so amount spent or data consumed or you know, miles ran for that matter, or even a salary, uh, what people tend to do is they tend to stick to the average because it's the easiest metric. Now, it's not that the average isn't a bad number, but we, what we do with well, when we look at averages, we forget or we don't look at the skews that might be there within that variable. Uh, I often, uh, you know, suggest to people that hey, not only when you come to, when you encounter, uh, you know, a a variable that is measuring a quantity, always look at the median as well. It, it takes two seconds, and then you can compare if the if the median is anywhere near the the near the average or the mean. Uh, then you know um, that means that the data set is relatively unskewed. At least that variable is unskewed. Let me rephrase that. Uh, and you know, if the median is far away from um, the average, it means that there is a positive or a negative skew somewhere. So some the, a big chunk of your of your base is driving that. Uh, so what, what, and what that is, it, it leads to different strategies for those people uh, specifically, right? So if you have a, a chunk of people who are giving you small revenue. And there's a lot of people who aren't using data. It makes no sense to pitch them data offers because they won't, there's likelihood is they won't be using it. Uh, so, so that's I think it's important to understand the statistics first. And uh, you know the programming bit always comes in later because I, I think it depends on the role as well. Uh, from role to role, it varies what softwares you use. Uh, you can always learn softwares, uh, and I think uh, applying statistics is much more easier. Then, as opposed to learning the software and then learning statistics, because because that way around, what you're doing is you're sort of learning something that you have you don't have a don't have a good grasp that what it ultimately what's the output going to be. So I would always recommend that focus on the statistics if you are looking to be an analyst. Thank you. That was very very well explained. All right. Um, so. And um, I'd like to just build up a bit on on um, on this your last response. Um, so I I know a wise man who once said that a workman is only as good as his toolbox. Uh, are you able to share with us what your toolbox for day-to-day -day operations looks like? Ooh, all right. Um, so. Let me let me first start off by prefacing what exactly is my expertise. My expertise is focusing uh, on uh, building uh, a story or a narrative behind a business question. Um, my toolbox focuses on me, you know, um, corroborating data source, different data sources, 
understanding why think why there's a gap between behavioral and maybe perceptual data uh correlating um you know you know what uh, so understanding why pe- people uh, don't say what they do and uh, you know uh, figuring out market trends and determining behaviors out of that um my one of the things that i would strongly recommend people is to listen to different perspectives i i love listening to a lot of podcasts uh, and which is why i'm super glad to be on this one um uh, freakonomics is a great podcast for for nerds like myself uh, who are into uh, numbers and analysis uh, because they often feature a lot of social sciences and you 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 hear social scientists explaining uh, how they've defined a variable we recently in a recent episode uh, there's a social scientist explaining what uh, variables were chosen to define cultural looseness or cultural tightness in their analysis so that just opens up your mind to different possibilities of how you can you know incorporate numbers um secondly uh, i would say that uh, i my toolbox also has uh, a few models of uh, customer experience uh, you, i i love using the servpol model uh, that helps me understand which analysis or which data source can address which particular gap the servpol model uh, you know points out to a certain number of gaps in a customer journey uh, and you need to know that which gap will be answered by which particular data source of yours uh that is very helpful in understanding you know uh, do you need to uh, do a big uh, dive into a data lake or do you need to do a market research do you need to do a survey um or you can simply read up a third party report for that and coming up to my final i think toolbox is that uh my final toolbox is i am well up to date with the different reports uh in in the pakistani market at least um it's key because what you what you see is i'll give you a quick example is uh, the telecom authority although they say that there are 180 million subscribers uh, in the country the reality is that the, num- the unique users are actually far less around 100 million um what happens is that when telecom authorities uh, source data from telecoms they are actually uh, sourcing the number of connections not the people and in pakistan people tend to have uh, almost uh, two, almost one third one or three people have more than one connections uh, under their names so you know when you read these different data sources you come across these different perspectives and you always these perspectives sort of open up your mind as to how you can apply numbers in a in a certain way wow that's that's quite a mouthful right but well, thank you so much um would would um, would have a ministry um ask um, her final question my final question is would you like to give a few words of wisdom for aspiring data scientists and analysts yes uh be uh, aim to become a, a subject matter expert uh you need to understand the nuances of an industry in order to generate insights uh and also learn how to explain your model within a couple of sentences um the the thing is at the end of the day no matter how uh, robust your analysis is or how no matter how you know complex your model is if the output is cannot be understood by the stakeholders it has little value to them uh, you have to make sure that the data is presented in a manner that is useful to them that is actionable for them um so make sure that you are able to explain what you're doing in two to three sentences if you're going more than that then that means that you what you essentially Uh, you're going into too much detail uh, move, uh, and secondly data is now pretty much a part of all roles uh, you know you you don't have to necessarily look for a data scientist role you can also 
enter into a role as if i were to use the telecom uh, wording you can you can move into pricing or you can move into segments and always apply models there as well uh, the idea is i think uh, what we tend to forget is we uh, we for in order for you to come up with insights you have to understand how the market dynamics work how the how the how the industry dynamics work and the context behind uh, each and everything that's happening um so that's those are my words of wisdom uh, if you if you are aspiring bms subject matter expert and uh, also you know um, focus on uh, explaining your results uh, as as concisely as possible absolutely that does make sense ans thank you again for being so generous of your time but that's about all the time we have uh, before we leave tell us what's the best way to connect with you uh you can reach out to me on linkedin i am fairly active on linkedin i think that's the best platform for me or you can always email me at anskhu@gmail.com but yeah i believe reach out to me on linkedin i am a bit more more than happy to answer any further queries all right thank you so much once again ans and thank you to all our listeners for joining this podcast series we hope this insights were valuable to you and we like to say goodbye